and Kevin's Hot Topics. Hot Topics. Okay, I have two questions for you first before the Hot Topics. Hit me. The first one is, I just saw this video, and this guy is standing in front of like a glass door, a very clean glass door, and he has in his hand a like a rod, like a fake door handle. So he goes to, like this lady walks up, and he goes like he's opening the door for her, and of course she just walks right into the glass door because he fakes it like he opened the door, so she thinks the door's open, and he just walks in. I mean... It's terrible, right? Like, I shouldn't be laughing. It's not great. It's not. It's not a great trick. I mean, it's a very funny trick, but I was like, oh, my gosh. This poor woman is just walking. She's like, thank you. Wham. Right into the glass door. Ouch, man. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why that caught me so off guard today, but I thought, okay, well, that no, that's terrible. What a bad person. And then I laughed. The other question I have for you is, I don't remember what concert it was where Taylor Swift was singing in the rain and it got crazy was it well, she's had two one of them was in nashville though the big one oh was that nashville. was that was the one okay and then she had a couple in the northeast so now i'm to the point where i saw like oh you know taylor swift is going to cleveland this weekend and uh, here's the forecast could be showery is she now just stuck singing in the pouring rain all the time because That's, she did it once it's following her it's <laughs> it's kind of a bummer it's when someone from a bad area comes to your area and you're like you brought the weather with you right or if they are from a sunny area and it's like bring the sunshine with you she's actually bringing the rain with her and and now if you don't sing in the downpour people are like oh yeah what i think it's leading to some of the magic of her tour because i think that experience well, sure. people are like going crazy over you may not want to be in the cold rain but yeah. i think there's something with how she's doing it right now that's feeling magical well, I will tell you that, like, one of my favorite moments of, of WeFest, which is, you know, like a watershed festival festival in Minnesota, is, first of all, summer rain, great, because it's warm. It's not bad. And one of our favorite memories is of, you know, dancing in the rain to a to an outdoor concert when you're just, you don't care. It's warm. It's rain. Yep. It's a cool feeling. It's just very, it's a great memory. Now, if it's freezing cold and there's lightning and all that stuff, that's a bummer. And then you shuts the concert down. But now I think she's just kind of stuck. She has to be out in the rain, downpouring, can't be underneath any sort of shelter because people will feel like, well, why didn't you sing in the rain for us? Kind yeah. of a bummer. Yeah. I, you know, I, I wonder if she's going to be able to soak her tears up in her millions of dollars. <laughs> I understand. She'll be okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, I, I, have you been following the College World Series? Uh, I have not this year, no. Uh-huh. Okay, so I haven't really either, besides the fact that one of my friends is a big LSU fan, and LSU is in the in the College World Series. Okay. So he's, like, dialed into the games, and Steve's, like, all about it. Okay. He, he was at Hoopfest, but I could tell, like, one of the times we were going late, and he looked at us, and I'm out of here. I got to go watch the LSU game. All right. Fair. Fair. Yeah. So, I, you know, I kind of know who's in it, but I am captivated with something, Jay, and you're sort of home homish home adjacent state because it's your wife's state of nebraska right and you know guess what it's in omaha and we went there a lot when we lived in omaha yeah is that a cool area uh okay sure okay well here's what they're doing and they've been doing this ever since the college baseball version of the world series has taken place in omaha it's a tradition unlike any other at rocco's pizza and cantina where every year they write down the universities that are at the college world series in omaha okay and they sell 
$5 Jello shots. Okay. Okay. So it's like a little plastic container with Jello in it that has alcohol in it. Right. And they just slurp it on up there. And they keep track of how many they sell to each team's fan base. I got it. Okay. So, oh, okay. Stanford is here. We've sold 100 Jello shots to Stanford fans. Well, over the years, this has become a big deal as the universities represented are trying to outbuy yeah. the previous records. What a genius marketing campaign. So LSU this year has decided we want to be the all-time record holder for the Jello shots. Yeah, we also would like to win the baseball game, but if yep. not, this is really cool. And it's worked out well for them because they have gone as far as you can. Tonight is the championship game. Oh, wow, okay. LSU won a game on Saturday. Florida won a game yesterday, so now it's the rubber match. Whoever wins tonight wins the whole thing. Wow. But that means LSU not only wanted to go in to set the record, they've been there the maximum number of days you can be there. Right. As of right now... That helps, by the way. The Rocco's Pizza and Cantina has sold 71,459 Jello shots. Remember, these are at $5 a piece. That's $357,000 of Jello shots. Uh, $1 from each shot is then donated to that school's local food bank. Another 50 cents goes to the food bank in Omaha. That's, that's over $107,000 in donations. Oh that part's goodness. really cool. LSU has bought 21,435. Holy smokes. <laughs> Some booster well went in, I guess, done. Jay, and asked what the record was. Genius. And they were like, this is the record. He goes, cool, here's my money. This is That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. And it's cool because it does get donated to a local food bank in Louisiana, but it also does to the place in Omaha. Right. So a lot of this money goes to a food bank, which is so cool to have. And then they just have it, have at it. And they just are, I can't get enough of this story because every time one of these games starts, there's a couple accounts on Twitter that follow yeah. the jello shots at this pizza place. And th they have a big whiteboard where they have the numbers scratched out. And I apologize. I was, I was low on this. I was low on, I, I was reading the wrong one. LSU is at 46,000, not 21,000. Holy smokes. They are now at 46,259 heading into Championship Monday. That's unbelievable. They are going to blow this out of the water. There was some report that they had to go out of the city to get more jello. <laughs> like that this place had bought out the jello in Omaha. Like you can't have you can't find jello on any of the store shelves. Nobody could even make it anymore. Previous record was 18,777 set by Ole Miss. And so, yeah, this donor, uh, let's see, Raising Cane's founder. I guess he has some money. Oh, my god! And gosh. CEO of Raising Cane's, Todd Graves, has been rallying the LSU boosters well, around this. Yeah, that'll and yeah, do it. So they've shattered the record with over 46,000 Jello shots purchased for LSU fans going into Championship Monday. Yeah, you're right. That's a fun thing, and it benefits charity. And it's so a, cool. What a great great marketing idea. Yeah, it's right across the street from the stadium. You literally okay. just walk over. and. Is it a place you maybe have been to or seen? I've heard of it. I okay. don't know that I've ever been there. It looks great. Jay, it looks exactly how you would want a kind of a college town atmosphere pizza place to be. Yeah, for sure. It's like you don't have anything super nice in it. No. Because you know it's going to be broken by a 19-year-old. <laughs> right. So you just have like really nice, sturdy things. I hope it's things. a 21-year-old. What did I say? Jay I say 19? 
Did I say 19? You did. No, no, it never happened. No. That's my bad. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Okay. I'm going to play by the rules because I know how you feel about a calendar. Kevin James. I love a calendar, Kev. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 9 Coyote Country. Man, I just completely ruined my mouth. I just, you know how hot that water is that comes out of our coffee machine? Scalding hot. The, uh, it, it, they're at. Don't they have that at some of the convenience stores too, with the little red lever that you flip? I don't know. Is I think it still, so? Is it as hot as our water? Because our how hot do you think that is? Honestly? Oh my goodness, ours is crazy. I'm, it's two fifty, easy, right? Because yeah, like a cup probably. of coffee is around two hundred or whatever, one hundred eighty five or something like that. It's got to be at least two fifty. It's so dumb, but yet so great because you could make soup with it and not be able to eat it for a while. Well, I always throw some ice in the cup after I fill it, just so that it's drinkable. Quickly, yeah. And I forgot to put the ice in, and I took a drink like I had put ice in it. Holy smokes! I literally just opened my mouth and let it fall right out. It was so hot. Oh my god! That's gonna be ruined for days now. Whew, man. Okay, so I'm fine. No, it's totally great. No worries. Jay and Kevin's hot topics. Scalding hot time. Oh my god. Hot topics. Hot topics. Scalding hot topics. Round two. Uh, one quick question for you before round two of Hot Topics. So that uh, Rocco's Pizza at the College World Series where they're having all the jello yes, shots and everything, they have apartments directly above it. I always wondered, is that a good or a bad apartment? I mean, you're above a pizza place. Okay, so I there's a there's a college in Omaha, right? Mm-hmm. If you are a college well, Creighton, student. yeah. It's Creighton, okay. If you are a Creighton student, that's an awesome apartment. And they also have the University of Nebraska at Omaha, not not Lincoln, where okay. the football team is. Yeah, if you're a college student, that's a fantastic apartment. Because you're right above a place. It's a sports bar. They have games. They have big TVs. It's a bar. And staying they have pizza. Late, staying up late doesn't matter to you. Right. It doesn't matter to you anymore. That's you true. have metabolism. Yeah. Like, everything about that is fine. The smells okay. aren't going to bother you. If you're an adult who's out of college, and maybe you know, you're in your 30s and 40s and beyond... That apartment stinks. <laughs> unless you own the, unless you own Rocco's. Yeah, then it doesn't matter. Then you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, then you have a very short commute to work. Right. Yeah. But I think if you're a college kid, that's a fine place. We, I remember having a buddy who lived downtown in one of the apartments above uh, Zola downtown Spokane. Okay. Yeah. And it was like the coolest place. Yeah. And he loved it, and he was cool, and he loved it, and everyone loved going to his place, and it was fine because he was young. But now I look back and go, if we were our age and that was it, we would complain nonstop about the noise. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I can't park anywhere. They're so <laughs> noisy all the time. All the little things that matter once you get a little older. You don't notice any. You don't notice any of that when you're in college. No, None of it. No. You know the six block walk when you're in college. If you live above like a pizza joint, you're like, well, so what? You see where I live, don't you? It's fine. Um, well, Morgan Wallen back on stage. I'm sure you saw some of that over the weekend, or even though you probably were less likely to see. Man, it know. was it was weird. I saw nothing. It was it was almost like when I go camping and I have no service. Yeah, and you come back from camping and you're overwhelmed by the amount of stuff to catch up on. If for our job, anyways, where it's like, okay, we got to make sure we didn't miss anything big over the weekend. Right. I had the same feeling today. I was like, I didn't see a doggone thing this weekend. I just saw, you know, that hey, you know, he's back after a six week layoff, his vocal rest. And I mean, he just looked like a kid in a candy store. Just the videos of him just grinning from ear to ear, running all over the stage and just sounded like he was right back to his normal self. That's good. That was good. It was really good news. It's great news for 
everyone. It's great news for all of us country music fans who want more Morgan Wallen music that his voice isn't ruined forever. Right. But also the fact that if they're, you're going to a show over the next couple of months, it looks like you're not going to have to worry about it getting canceled. Right. And I just feel like he ha- he's probably going to be more aware of it. You know, when you you'd probably when you're young again, you don't care. You don't you just whatever. You sing as loud as you can. You scream. You don't take care of yourself. Next thing you know, you're on vocal rest. So hopefully, yeah, he will uh, take care of it. He said, "I didn't know if we were going to be back, but we back." Uh, he's a he's a very valuable commodity for the label that he is under. Uh, for sure. Could you imagine how much? How many doctors he's dealing with right oh, now, and just reminders, and everybody's a mom to him. I'm sure at that point, you know, they're all like, "Oh yeah, well, guess what? You better take care of yourself." Like you're you're way too valuable of a commodity just to let him go out there willy nilly. Also, I saw him, and the first thing I thought of was my father in law, who used to he would see guys like Morgan Wallen go on stage, and he'd be like, "What the heck was he doing? Is he doing yard work? Just walked on stage." I mean, he's got like a camo hat, just a brown T-shirt, some ripped up jeans and some work boots on. He didn't have time to get dressed. (laughs) He used to drive my father-in-law crazy. But now that I see him, I'm like, literally, what does Morgan Wallen spend on his concert attire? Oh, my gosh. $100? Um, yeah. These old work boots, he probably, well, he probably bought those a few years back for $150. But It's going to be different than Kane Brown. Kane Brown was in town. He did his show. He had a $700. Yeah. Jersey, right? Football jersey on that wasn't even a football jersey. It was just a brand of clothing. It was seven hundred dollars, right? That's well, we not know that be because we looked Wallen. it up. <laughs> we did. We looked it up. Well, because I thought it was an athlete. Yeah. And so it was a name I had not noticed, and it was jersey number twenty four. Yep. And I was like, "What athlete is that?" And and for the group I was with, and me not to know a football player, that was a really weird feeling. Exactly. Like, what the heck, man! We, everybody, all of us were googling because we we're like, "What does that mean? Who is that? I don't know." And I thought maybe is it a draft? Someone who just got drafted? No, it was a brand of clothing, really expensive brand of clothing, and they had made an old stuff football style jersey, which was then also worn by multiple people in the NBA playoffs as they did their walk into the building, and they're wearing their. Attire that's like yeah. the, it's like the red carpet or not the red carpet the uh, catwalk of sports. Yeah, athletes walking down the tunnel to the locker room, and they, multiple people had worn that same jersey. And I was like, "What is? I don't know anything about that brand, but like, why don't you just wear a football player's jersey? Right? That we all know. Morgan Wallen has oh. his own hat on. He has a Morgan Wallen hat on, uh, which I don't believe he paid for. He has just a regular brown T-shirt. And then he did change into some, you know, like Chicago Cubs jerseys, which again, here you go. Uh, just a regular old pair of ripped up jeans, which look like they've been around a minute. And some some old work boots. Oh, man. It just doesn't matter when you're Morgan Wall. You wear whatever you want. Speaking of football players, one of the craziest things at HoopFest, and I, I still, I'm just thinking about this makes me laugh, that this is a real thing that happened this weekend. There was a court that had playing on the court one of our favorite guests of the program, Aaron Best, coach of the Eastern Eagles football team. Oh, really? And former NFL offensive lineman Michael Ruse. The reason that Ruse Field exists, the reason there is the red turf, a guy who played in the NFL for, I think it was, I want to say 11 years. Okay. I don't know how many seasons he is. It's It's nine to 11 years, something like that. NFL offensive lineman, one of the greatest Eastern Eagle athletes of all time, Michael Ruse and Coach Best, are just standing on a court. And Jay, it's not even like they're on a court in downtown, like on Spokane Falls, where they're featured. It wasn't like Sprague and Howard. 
<laughs> like, think about walking up to your court and thinking, okay, well, who we got? Who are we going to play against today? And you're like, that looks like Aaron Best, coach of the Eagles. Athletic dude. Was that right in the corner? Solid dude. I think so. And then, oh, what's the 6'7 guy doing here? Is that a former LFL lineman? Is that one of the greatest linemen of the 2000s? Just That's hilarious. Going to play against me and my my buddies who had for breakfast uh, red beer and beef jerky? <laughs> <laughs> and you, I just... I laughed so hard. I saw it and I was that's just crazy. Thought, well, that's a different team. Yeah, right. That's a different team. Not I mean, it's not you know, it's not it's not twenty four year old Michael Ruse who no, can bench press still. the Davenport. Yeah, right. But he, guess what? He's still in awesome shape and he's still a freak athlete. Right. Yeah. And so I just thought that was very funny that there was a former NFL, like a legendary former NFL guy, and the reason we have Red Turf and Cheney just playing hoop fest. That's the, crazy. The See? power of that event. Yeah, I love that. I wonder. I thought maybe I might have seen. See, I might know which uh, court you're talking about. Yeah, Jay, it was in the weirdest place. It was just they're just playing in a normal rec league court. Oh, that's great. So just, I just man, I loved it so much. I loved that. Great a lot. to see. Jay, Kevin, and Slim in the morning. The big Coyote Country. Jay and Kevin show. Jay Daniels. Try. Let us know how you feel about it. Taste that country goodness. Kevin James. The Jay and Kevin Show. Right. Taste their country goodness. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. Hey, don't forget you get your tickets for Dalton Dover. That concert is coming up on July the 6th. It's going to be at the Nashville North. $10 and you can go see what's going to be the next big thing. So make sure you get your tickets today. $10 and you can get those at thenashvillenorth.com. Super simple, 10 bucks, and you get to see the next big artist coming out of Nashville. I love that. Yeah, well, I'll see you there next Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah, a week from Thursday. Be Man, that's sneaking up fast. That'll be a ton of fun. Yeah, thenashvillenorth.com. Go get your tickets right now. I, I, I wanted to do this story for you because I'm all about the things of the summer, whether it's, oh, here's going to be the drink of the summer 2023 or this yeah. is the summer 2023. I love this stuff. And a few summers ago... Kevin had the story that the big pasta, the big pasta recipe was this world's best pasta sauce, three ingredients. Oh yeah, that's right. And we did it, and it was really, really good. It was, it was good. Yeah, a tomato, peeled tomato, and onion and butter. And you you made that as the pasta sauce, and it actually was good. I thought it was going to be terrible. Can't be any more simple than that. Yeah, it was good, man. So that was that was fun. And now they are saying, the, the cooking experts out there are saying, the new pasta of the summer is another simple one, Jay. Okay, well, it simple is, is better. Uh, let's see, what is it called? Butter and egg sauce. Okay. All right, so you take your pasta. Mm-hmm. You got your pasta, cook it up, get your carbs ready for your body. Mm. And then all you need is egg and butter. Now, I am assuming a lot of people have tried this. I have not. So if you have, and it's actually good, will you let us know? 509-441-0999. 509-441-0999. You can call or text it. Here's all you apparently need to do. Make your pasta. Mm-hmm. Get it al dente, which I means I think it means it's not all the way cooked up. Okay. Okay. Strain it. Save a little bit of the pasta water. Everyone always says save a little bit of the pasta water. Why? I don't know what they well, do Why do they it. do that? Drink it, sip it. I don't know. Oh, little. And then before returning it to the warm pot... You add, okay, let's see. It's important not to understate the importance of the pasta water here. Okay. You add some of the water back in 
you add the egg, and then you mix up the egg so, and the noodles and a little bit of the pasta water. So whip it up, okay. And then it will coat all over the pasta. Okay. It's back on. Now you're back on the heat, low heat, and it's kind of cooking it up from al dente to what you want it to be. Okay. Then you add some butter, and then you toss it again until the pasta is totally coated. Well, I got you. Okay. Yep. Uh, if the egg is, they say if the egg is still a little soupy and isn't clinging to the pasta, add some more of that pasta water. Warm the pot over low heat until the eggs are cooked. The pasta is evenly coated. Jay, that's it. Sprinkle some cheese on it if you okay. want. But this is going to be, they say, the pasta of the summer of 2023 as they, they've gone back to the well of easy-to-make recipes. My, my wife has done this for 100 years without the egg. She just, because the kids didn't like sauce when they were young. Okay. So she would just make butter noodles. Ah, oh, so good. So that, that, that part has been done for a very long time at our house. We just, I don't think she's ever used an egg. I might be wrong, but... I don't think she just ever used an egg in it, but I know butter noodles is great because you know when the kids are eating it, like you said earlier, sometimes I just have to eat off of their plate just to make sure it's good for them. For sure, absolutely. I'm always to taste test. We're always checking. Dude, noodles are noodles are my my kryptonite. If I'm as I'm trying to like not be just completely unhealthy, my kids love them. Oh. And my kids will eat them. Yeah. And that's so important. Like, I yeah, feel right. like it's so important. And we can do the thing where we put broccoli or something in with the pasta. Uh, sneaky. And they'll eat it. And so it's like, okay, oh, well, wow. we got you your your broccoli. Like you get a bunch of your broccoli in there, but they will eat a ton of pasta. The problem is when you make pasta, sometimes you make a lot of it. And so there's a little leftover and it's just way too easy to just pick at. It's like, oh, yeah, butter noodles. Olivia loves them. Guess who else loves them? Dad loves them. I love it. Dad doesn't need to be eating spoonfuls of it, but oh, my gosh. Okay, Renee said it's very good. Add Parmesan cheese. They they did say sprinkled cheese on the top of it if you're a cheese lover. She's right. That's the the only way to do it. It's so much better. Yeah. that's Again, these are the kind of things, Jay, when they go, oh, the the drink of the summer or the, the food of the summer, the snack of the summer, I need it to be simple like this. I love that. So we may try We may try this this uh, coming up here in studio because it sounds like something we could actually make here. We have one of those little warmers here so yeah. we could get the pasta going. Uh, and everyone now is letting us know. And again, thank you for the text on the text line, 509-441-0999. The, the pasta water will help thicken anything that you need to have thickened if like okay. they said the egg's a little runny or something i gotcha yeah that pasta water is important to keep to thicken up everything also if you do make it for your kids just keep in mind that uh it's hard to eat with just fingers yeah you got a lot of butter on there it's slippery there's a lot of noodles flying the dog's very happy but you're gonna get a lot of whoop, 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 out of the hands so i guess you're gonna have to teach them how to use a spoon yeah, and then the or spoon, depending on the noodle you get, if you you can't do spaghetti noodles, oh, no. they just fall right off the no, spoon. No, no, you got to do the macaroni or something. Yep, you've got to get some kind of noodle that works in a spoon. Yep, for sure. That's the definite kid thing. You know, if you're a real grown up, you know, you can go with actual my, spaghetti. But my daughter loves the the butterfly ones or the bow tie oh, ones. Oh, bow tie noodles, yeah. But they don't work in a spoon that well either. They're just a little too big and slippery. Those macaroni noodles are great, or the super oversized twisty ones. Oh, yeah. What are those called? I don't know, but those are I think are they're great. called oversized twisty. Yeah, and those are great finger ones. Yeah, for sure. You can grab onto those and get them to your mouth before they slip out, like you said, into the dog's mouth. Do you have a favorite? Or you just have, you don't care, just pasta, whatever. I like the, I like the, I like the bow tie ones. Okay. I'm a big bow tie fan. They're super fan. soft. Yeah, I think they're, I, that's probably, there's probably pasta professionals out there cringing 
at me saying that, but I do like a good bow tie pasta. The macaroni holds a lot of stuff on the inside that I like. It does. So if it's butter or sauce, whatever, you can just do it that way, and it's a lot more of the sauce and stuff. So My, my favorite noodle is an angel hair pasta, like the angel hair ones. They cook fast. I really like those, but I think for something like this, it just doesn't sound... Maybe they'd be good. My favorite noodle is pool. <laughs> those are great, too. Those are great, too. Jay and Kevin show. Jay Daniels. What's the best name for a gum? Bubblicious, Hubba Bubba, or Double Bubble? Kevin James. Please. They're all so fun to say. Try to say them, Kev. They really are. Uh, Hubble Bubble. No, it's not Hubble. Bubble. It's not a. That's not a telescope. Rubblicious. <laughs> I did it. The Jay and Kevin show on the Big Ninety Nine Nine Coyote Country. He did it all right. Um. I, I want to say that uh, Hoop Fest, great job, great event, love it, enjoyed it. I I, I do love uh, reconnecting with people that I only feel like I see at certain events like that, so that's always fun. Give me a list of people you ran into that you will not see again. Mike Nielsen. Uh, How oh, was he? He's fantastic. You know what? Give me who you ran into and give me a rating, A to F. Uh, Mike Nielsen, you know, former Zag and... Uh, a good friend of the program and does a lot of stuff with the university still, and I think, and uh, him and his children were there. So I met, uh, not met, but saw him again. He's a 10. What was the rating I had to give? Did I give a number? Or a to F. A just to a good old-fashioned report card. Uh, one of my favorite uh, letters, a 10. So he was an A. Uh, I saw John Stockton. He was. He's always an A. He's always He's always super nice. Um, and all of the, the their entire family. All A's, all everybody. Rob Sacre, he was uh, the first A he's ever had. Dude, he was an F, but first A his he's baby ever was had. An a. His mom was oh an A. Oh my gosh, seriously, that child is so cute. Could you get any cuter than that child? So cute. Oh, geez, I'm telling you. Well, you can definitely get uglier. Have you seen her dad? <laughs> Rob, when he's standing there, so good. He is feeding the baby on the on the side. He's just standing, and he's standing. <laughs> yeah, on the Jay, court. he's pretty much on my court where there's a bunch of guys who are just flying around, and he's just standing there with his baby and a bottle. <laughs> I just looked. I was like, Rob, you're gonna catch a loose ball uh, off the baby. Oh no, no he's he would have he would have taken care of it. He he's, just, a, he's also just a freak specimen. He oh is. my gosh! Yeah. And the whole time he's holding the baby, Slim, post up. Get in there. Are you going to move? I mean, are you going to move? I'm go like, over I'm your trying. left shoulder. Go over the left. So Stop great. going over your right. He knows you're going that way. <laughs> he was so right funny. Then, right when he said that, your brother-in-law is standing there next to me, and he goes, uh, you know, he's actually right. He, he, he probably could go over the left a lot easier. But I, I felt bad. My brother-in-law, first day not working, second day working in full his full police outfit. Also A. I saw a, and, a, to, a to read. And you know what doesn't look comfortable when it's 80 some degrees in yeah. downtown Spokane yeah. is all black on black on black on black. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of it, but then, then obviously thanks to all the fine folks from law enforcement who are down there keeping the event cool all weekend. That's, that's a, that's a big task. Shout out Winston Brooks. Saw him too. Uh, how was he? Ada, Ada, a, a plus. He's really? always great. Lo- no, I love him. Special Winston. No, no, he's, he's fantastic. Really? Yeah. Same Winston Brooks. Well, same same former the one Zag. Who played at Gonzaga. Yeah, and worked out Eastern for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yep. stud. Yep. He got an A. Wow. Coached against him for years. Always beat him. Terrible coach. Great guy. Okay, I made that one part up, but final <laughs> thoughts. The part about being a great guy. 
Anyway, so I love that part about the event. I, so, I will wrap up my Hoop Fest discussion with this uh, an observation, and I don't. There's there's nothing meant by this. I just this is simply an observation. All right, that's all it is. We love Mike Hart on this show. Mike Hart is one of our all-time favorite Gonzaga Bulldogs. I don't even know. Did he win? I, I'm sorry. I didn't pay attention. They time. won their fifth year in a row. That's amazing. Mike Hart won for the fifth year in a row. Now, for the longest time in the 2000s, David Pendergraf was the guy. He was the king of hoop fest. That's true. I think they won three years or four years. Pendo was, was an all-time. He still is an all-time yeah. great hoop fest player. Mm-hmm. But this five in a row for a team that's changed its names a couple times but Mike Hart, Mark Axton, Parker Kelly, Robert Lippman, five in a row is the gold standard now. That's amazing. Uh, they are the kings of Hoopfest. They are. I think they will have dethroned David Pendergraf as the all-time greats. It's crazy. That is crazy. And, I, and again, I, this is just observational. There's nothing meant by this. Why, Mike Hart, one of my favorite humans, Gonzaga Bulldog. Yeah. All-time great Zag. You'll notice on that team, Mark Axton, Parker Kelly... Eastern Washington Eagles. Right. Interesting. So I just, by numbers, uh-huh. two Eastern Eagles, one Zag. Just something to think How about. How would they do without Mike Hart? <laughs> I love <laughs> Okay, so Parker <laughs> Kelly, apparently, all Parker Kelly did in the last 365 days, I think he lived in the weight room. Yeah. I think he might actually have moved into a weight yeah, room facility. Possible. I'm, I don't know that I've ever seen a stronger human down at Hoop Fest. Axton plays 100,000 times a week. Mm-hmm. And as good as they both are, Mike Hart is so phenomenally good at basketball. Yeah. They're unreal. That team is unbelievable. Hopefully, if you were down at Hoop Fest, you got to see them play. They're very fun to watch. Man, that was, the court was loud. Final, Final thoughts. Congrats, Here, Mike. A long way away. So, yeah, congrats. I think I, I think I said age is undefeated when he asked if you asked on Friday if I thought he was going to win. Yeah. And I didn't know he was on the phone. And I said, uh, age is undefeated. And then he goes, who is that? And I was like. It was Kevin. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how occasionally golfers seem a bit elitist? Yes. I had a couple of conversations over the weekend. Hey, I heard you took golf back up. Yeah, 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 a little bit. And I said something about, yeah, I, my, my son and I went out one evening and got nine in. And you would have thought that I have just slandered the game forever. They're like, nine? What did you play nine for? Like, well, you know, there are times you can only get nine in. You know, you guys should know that you're in all these men's leagues. So you're in 17 different men's leagues, and they only play nine. What, what, what's the matter? You couldn't make 18? I'm like, okay, calm down. It was like 7.15 when we teed up. You played nine? A real man would have got around 18 in an hour and a half. Oh, like, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. It's fine. Yeah. Calm down. Can't even believe you only played nine. What's the point of even playing? Well, darkness? Yeah. yeah. My life outside of here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah!